You gonna be good to do this? Oh yeah. <laughs> water. I'm I'm watching the marathon outside, so it's basically like doing physical activity. You're, then you're set up. You're ready to go. I'm being healthy. Like I'm watching the marathon. Exactly. <laughs> Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up? Watch rom-coms and record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing on Chicago Marathon Day? I'm good. I got a front row seat to it. Seat to it. Wow already slurring my words <laughs> i got a front row seat to it i can see it out my window right over my desk actually it's now are they running on like the actual freeway or like on... no they didn't close down lakeshore drive they just it, they're running in my portion they're just running through the park i think that's part like, what is that stockton drive no 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 it's the other one but yeah in lincoln gotcha. park yeah but they are in like the whole street is shut down and everything and there's people like standing know, on the side and watching. I know they like run around my area as well. Um, my area is kind of like the northernmost end because like they come yeah. around Wrigley Field and such. Yeah, I think they turn around up there. Yeah, and then they head back to wherever they finish and so on and so forth. I think they go, don't they loop out west too? Yeah. They might loop so like, out to you like the United Center. I know in years so they past be, they have. So they might be coming north to me and then going down Addison to like toward Wrigley in the west and then probably finding a diagonal street to come back down. Oh, those diagonals, man. <laughs> I'm going to be able know. to tell you about those diagonals soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just a... That's just big city planning, you know? You know it. You know it. Big cities like Chicago and New York and L.A. And speaking of L.A., that's where something new is set. And that's the movie that we watched this week. Uh, so this is a movie that I chose. And I mentioned at the end of last week that it's a movie that I had seen with my mom in theaters when it came out. And my mom liked it so much that she bought it on DVD. Um, I had not seen it again since that first time. Mm. So that was how um, long ago? Uh, this movie came out in 2006. Damn. So that'd so, be, you have not seen it since... In 15 since, years. What, senior year of high school? Yes. Slash freshman year of college, depending on when exactly it came out, which I forgot. <laughs> It's a good oh, thing we have online yeah, encyclopedias now. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just jump into those stats because because you hadn't seen this film before, correct? No, no, hadn't even hadn't. I don't think I've heard of it. No, yeah. So this is all new to me. There you go. So, uh, yeah, something new is a 2006 American romantic comedy drama film directed by Sana Ham Hamry. Omri. H-A-M-R-I. Omri? I, I think the names have gotten progressively harder for you to pronounce every I time agree. over the last like three or I four weeks. absolutely agree. <laughs> uh, the screenplay is by Chris Turner. Hey, that's easy enough. Yeah. Uh, and it focuses on interracial relationships and traditional African-American family values and social customs. Um, it And so I just... It's funny that it's directed by someone by the name of Sanaa, but also the star of the movie is also named Sanaa. I was going to say that uh, that's the same as the yeah. Sanaa lead Lee. actress, right? Yeah. yeah. Same first name. Uh, and then also Simon Baker, he plays uh, Brian. And then there's Mike Epps, Donald Faison, Blair Underwood, 
Wendy Raquel Robinson and Alfred Woodard are the list of actors. Alfred Woodard. Yeah. She played her part well. She's um, a classic. Yeah. The movie was released January 29th of 2006. January 29th? Yes. That seems like a... Well, I guess that, that kind of makes sense for a rom-com. And it's near Valentine's Day? Yeah. Uh, what's interesting about January 29th? It is also someone's birthday. That is correct. I believe someone I know, not someone terribly important, I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> that was my 18th birthday that the movie was released. Really? Yeah. Did you go see it on your 18th? No. <laughs> like, well, I wasn't trying. I wasn't spending my 18th birthday going to see something new with my mom. I mean, I wasn't going to judge, but I just <laughs> was honestly, prepared for it. Honestly, I don't remember what I did for my 18th birthday at all. So um, I didn't do much, but we weren't much of a of a birthday celebrating family. My like my family, but um, well, also weren't you? Were you already in college? No, yeah, that was that was senior year, right? That was senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, so the film's running time is 99 minutes. Uh, it does not have a budget, uh, but what did it make in the box office? It doesn't have a budget? It doesn't show a budget. Um, let's see, 2006, so I'm guessing 40 million? Made eleven point four million dollars. Oh my god! So, fortunately, not a tremendous success, uh, but nonetheless. Uh, I mean, I was gonna say, I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I hadn't even, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Yeah. Um. So let's go into the critics' reception of it. Let's first talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score and then go from there. So there are 109 reviews. That's a, wow, that's a solid amount. For this movie, yes. Uh, I mean, there's been other movies where we've done that like at 170-ish, like so on and so forth, but. Right, but I also remember other movies that you and I have both liked a lot that only had like, you know, 70 or 80. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the Rotten Tomatoes percentage? Mm, I'm guessing Rotten Tomatoes was probably pretty, pretty good to this one. I'm hoping it was, actually. I'm going to say at least... I'm going to say at least a 70%. At least certified fresh. Uh, it is 61%. So. Uh, okay. It's, it, at least... it's got a ripe tomato, but it is not technically certified fresh. Um, but the audience score is 72%. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree more with the audience score. Um, 61% is also the Rotten Tomato score for Wimbledon. Yeah, see, you know, mm-mm. no, that was, a, <laughs> that was a bomb-ass movie. <laughs> it, it did bomb. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, I know what you mean. That's true. God, I can't believe that. Uh, but the critics' consensus is something new tackle serious questions about race and interracial relationships with genuine appeal and an alluring romance that develops as naturally as the plot. Yeah. Uh, Candace, Candace Frederick of real talk online considered a top critic, gave it a fresh review, gave it a B as the letter grade and wrote 
It's one of the few romantic movies that center around an interracial relationship and keeps it real. Uh, yeah, I would. I guess I don't know from experience, but I doubt so. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Stella Papa Michael of BBC.com. Gave it a two out of five, stating generally the story swings wildly from preachy to just plain silly. It is truly a story of missed opportunities. So they gave it a negative review. Cat uh, Brown. I, I wouldn't say that's even a negative review. Necessarily. It, like... I mean, they called it preachy, which is. It has a negative connotation. That's true. No, no, the preachy part, I guess. Yeah, but... Cat uh, Brown of Empire Magazine gave it a 1 out of 5. So this is also a negative review. Uh, something new isn't just silly. It's an embarrassment to people who are genuinely trying to level the racial playing field in America today. Oh. Is it? I didn't think so. I, I didn't either. I don't know who Cat Brown is. There's no picture. So, yeah, I, don't I guess know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah, consider consider the sources, guys. That's all we can do. So, just like just like our opinions, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as the one review that I was interested in, it actually doesn't come from Rotten Tomatoes, but it comes from our old friend that we haven't heard from in a bit, Roger Ebert. No shit. Roger Ebert rated the film three and a half out of four stars. Interesting, Roger. And he commented, I found myself unexpectedly moved. Well, aren't you a peach? Continue. (laughs) He he continued, By the end, something new delivers all of the usual pleasures of a love story and something more. The movie respects its subjected characters and is more complex about race than we could possibly expect. With this film and the completely different but also observant Queen Queen Latifah comedy Last Holiday, which also came out around that time, uh, black women are being paid a kind of attention they deserve but rarely get in the movies. So Damn you, Roger. <laughs> I, well, one of the thanks for listening that, to our episode. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. One of the few times that I actually agree with Roger Ebert. So yeah, God damn it, yeah. Roger, you took fucking everything I was going to say. But <laughs> well, let's start there. So. I mentioned last week that this was and something I intentionally wanted to do was to watch a movie that uh, that that's more African-American centric um, because there are a lot of rom-coms with that slant that, was, that are made for that audience. Uh, and yeah. it was, and it's actually something that, my mom loved those movies. Like she loved like quote unquote black rom-coms. Um, and honestly, I think that they have their merits regardless of race. They're fun watches and they do rom-coms well. And it's just a matter of, you know, understanding the situations that the, they're coming from and that they're put in. And if you do, then it works out. Um, this movie, it like the the initial scene on like setting it on Valentine's Day to start, and then having the four friends meet and talk about the forty two point four percent and you know everything else. Like that whole scene, basically, is just like here's the foundation to what's going on in this film. Like it's, here's it's, for me, it's set a very like. It's it gave me a very rom just very typical rom commy foundation. It was just like yeah. here's the fucking bar, 
here's where we're going to be at for your expectations. All right. Yeah. And it felt very much like, here's your cheat sheets to basically the racial stereotypes of politics that they're trying to overcome in this film. Yeah. It just felt like, here's the stakes. Which, you know what? There are audience members who need that. And so it was, it came off as this is sort of heavy handed, but necessary, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I like a necessary form of exposition here. Uh, but then, but then it was handled in a really good way. Yeah. But then, yeah, exactly. It was just like, okay, we told you, you know, we're not going to come back and be that heavy handed with it. We're just going to, it just, it, it then became just a matter of fact within the film. It yeah, just, a, exactly. a, a, it just became a, a consistent presence, which for African-Americans in this country is unfortunately the, the case. Like, yeah. as you know, as she mentions in the film, like, that's just what they have to live with. Like, this is just the situation. Like, that's just, they, you know, they can't turn it off, you know, and and, ha- and just not deal with racial politics or stereotypes if someone decides to act a fool and, you know, fuck around and not treat them well. I like that we also got to see that from a non-rom-com perspective, too, in her character development. Like, they show us a lot of scenes with her as a person, showing mm-hmm. us who she is, how she is as a worker, especially at her law firm. Like all of these scenes throughout the movie, especially early on, that are completely independent and just, you know, for her de- development alone. And that helps with the whole racial aspect of this movie, too, because it it shows us what she's dealing with on a day to day basis, what she's what she's dealing with as a person and we get to watch her and be in, in her shoes for a little bit. Yes. And, you know, and so you learn about, so when you get to the point where she's falling in love with the male protagonist in the film, it, it's not about her coming or just overcoming the racial aspect, uh, then the racial differences between the two of them but also her letting her walls down and becoming more vulnerable mm-hmm. because she's so uptight initially. Yeah, exactly. So suddenly just like, what have I been complaining about in every damn rom-com lately? Like <laughs> it's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. <laughs> anyway, continue on in every damn rom-com lately what have i been complaining about that they don't they don't give us they don't develop the character and give us a reason to invest they don't show us the real human side of it and give us the whole reason to like root for these people and this person in particular the one protagonist if there is one and in this case what do they do they show us her backstory Mm -hmm. how's your stretching Oh, that felt good. Get some blood <laughs> flowing back in the legs real quick. <laughs> Has yeah. that been helping lately? Yeah. It, I mean, it's just a good reminder to just be like, hey, take 10 to 30 seconds to just let your blood flow back into your legs from this chair. Yeah. Because sitting in an office chair for yeah. hours at a time can... Do yeah, wonders to your to your back and legs. Oh um, my god! I, my posture has gotten so horrible over the last several years because of just how much we've been sitting in computer chairs. True, especially true, from though. COVID too. Fuck. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Anyway, what what the hell were we talking about? Oh, we talking... character development and yeah. race. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is. Oh, one last. Like... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say one last thing on that was that, like, the thing that I liked about that character growth, that the, what they showed us and 
the little bit of insight we get to her is that we get to see her as a person, as a human, as her as an individual. And by the time we are faced with those issues again throughout the movie, where whether whether it's the relationship stuff or the or the you know, the racial stuff or whatever, she's she's the character we're rooting for. They have humanized this person, this individual, this character. They've created a backstory and made her just as relatable as any other protagonist in any other movie. That's the whole. And look what happens. We get mm-hmm. on her side, we root for her, and now it's like, oh, fuck, I can like, I can understand some of this frustration, this, this pain now. I can, I can get it. And just like yeah. any other protagonist, you're rooting for that character now. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned that the screenplay was written by Chris Turner. Um, it was, uh, she's a female. Um, and I felt like it, it was nice also to see you know female this is a female centric movie but it's written from a female like written by a female and it's obviously written in a female perspective because the male lead like you don't see like a flawed male lead and then a, a female who's just like is perfect and the male has to overcome all of his you know bullshit in order to like deserve her <laughs> it, it, it is just like and it, it was almost the exact opposite where like brian was almost too was almost too good for her yeah and she had to like overcome all of her shit in order to be with brian and it was just fun to see it turned <laughs> like it still isn't a great way of telling a story in a rom-com yeah. but it was fun to see it altered yeah. as far as the gender dynamics and it was it was fun to see it turn successfully because mm-hmm. you and I both still related to it. Like yeah. I think that's I think that's significant. Like Yeah, even as like males who are not African American. I'm a white dude. And I'm sitting there the whole fucking time going, Yeah, I get this shit. I yep, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been there. Fuck yeah. I know that fucking frustration. Yep. Know that face. Yep. Yeah. And I'm a Mexican-American male who happens to also be very light-skinned and look white. So therefore, <laughs> I didn't have to deal with any of it. it. It doesn't know how to speak Spanish. It doesn't have an accent. So I definitely didn't have to deal with like racial stereotypes, you know, coming up. Um, Mixing pot, man. Mixing pot. <laughs> yeah, but... As as the dad says, oh, you know, fuck the dad. everyone's just mixed up at this point, which is fine. That bathroom um, speech that he gives, oh my god! Exactly, that's what I'm referencing. Yeah, it's a it's a great speech. I legitimately teared up at one scene in this film, and that was it. <laughs> I like. She she opens the door and he's just still standing there, still talking, and he hits her with like one last. I don't even remember what it was now. It, I think it was sage. that. Huh? I think it was that. The you know everyone's you know black, yellow, white. Yeah. Like we're all mixed in or mixed up together. Like I think it was that was like the line. Yeah, he hits her with this like super, just like super philosophical sage advice after like to follow up some super touching like fatherly advice about just love and and relationships in general like oh my god it was like plucking all my heartstrings she opens the door he's standing there saying that she goes up and hugs him the other girl in the bathroom it's like i wish my dad was like that too i'm like fuck (laughs) you and me both God, love you, Dad, but Jesus, that was, oh, my God, that was a yeah. great fucking scene. Yeah, and it is, you know, it, it's, uh, it, yeah, the dad was definitely the, the, the favorite parent. I don't know how realistic of a scene it was. I I mean, from experience, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't speak to that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I want it to be, I hope it is for other people. (laughs) Yeah. 
I would say, like, my mother would be capable of a speech like that to me. Um, yeah, my mom is. My mom has said a lot of sage shit to me. I guess. Never mind. I take that back. But at the same time, I also think that my mom is too close. Like she was too close to the forest to see the trees. Oh, you think? Like she loved me too much to like Mm. be able to like notice my flaws and like things like that. I mean, (laughs) so she would be like, you know, if they can't treat, if they can't accept you like this, then they don't deserve you. So like, you know what I mean? She right. would be the kind to kind of be like, you're holding yourself back, you know, or you need to go chase this sort of thing. She'd be like, they should, they should, they should have already called you and apologized. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's how oh, my mom okay. done shit. But nonetheless, um, well, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, let let's talk about the the main relationship in this film between Kenya and Brian. Um between Sonalathan and Simon Baker. What did you think between these two? Uh as far as the acting performance, the way it was written, all that. Um all of that. All of that. I I liked all of that. I liked it. It was solid. Um, their dynamic was good. Um, their I thought their acting was both solid. Um, I thought his character was was decent. Um, I, I I liked a lot of the realism and a lot of their scenes in terms of their you know like actual relationship dynamic or as dynamic as two people. You know, I thought uh, there were a lot of scenes that were very that were very good about portraying a, a lot more of a realistic relationship dynamic or an adult relationship dynamic but then there were also some there were some very unrealistic scenes oh yes yeah, not unrealistic but like movified movified scenes like uh that fucking passion scene in the middle there <laughs> the passion scene the the one where they're both like like he's like teasing her for like 20 minutes straight he paints her toes oh see (laughs) that like we can talk about that in a second that's like that's its own separate topic but like i'm just saying like yeah so overall i liked it i like i thought there was a lot of good stuff there I think that's why this. I think those two actors are why this film works. I think um, so. They really uh, do a good job. The writing is solid, it, but it's not like absolute top tier writing. The directing, it, it's it's the nothing directing fantastic. Is, it just yeah. it just wasn't distracting. It wasn't yeah, the, like distractingly bad. The directing is unique and you know showcases the the leads in a way that's you know, interesting to, to watch and look at, but it's not necessarily like, you know, groundbreaking. It's just what makes this film like so nice to watch and something you want to come back to is watching Sonal Ethan and Simon Baker just interact with each other. Yeah. Two attractive human beings who are portraying their characters very well. Mm-hmm. in this film mm-hmm. and in that she's portraying the the stuck up you know invulnerable person who slowly lets everything down and he's you know this guy who has to learn on the fly how to you know properly love her and be with her like everything that he did wrong in this film was a matter of a lack of knowledge right thing she did in this film was a lack of being vulnerable and you know accepting accepting like the the realization of how she really felt um and like just holding herself back yeah and yeah I, although she was holding she she was holding herself back for a lot of the same reasons too like lack of knowledge 
They just didn't know. They didn't. They, he didn't know. As you know, he didn't know what he needed to in that moment about like her culture and everything, or her background, her life, her upbringing, whatever. And she didn't know that he would even want to learn, kind of thing. You know, or that he could be open to it. What are you talking? Which what are what are you referencing? Like, she remembers she got like super defensive and frustrated when he um like he didn't even god i'm totally blanking on what they were even talking about when she first kicked him out they first oh okay i I just i was just trying to figure out what scene you're referencing because there's the hair like as far as the the weave which is what you're referencing that is the yeah, yeah okay yeah um but then there's also the fight that they have in the grocery store where you know he just doesn't want to talk about race for one right, night, right? And then that's the that's a whole thing, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I'm just referencing everything in ge- in general as a whole. I'm not referencing those scenes quite yet, as far as oh, oh gotcha, the gotcha. that, um, but just you know, overall in general, those two hu- those two actors r- are just really fun to look at on screen and see them interact. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it was believable. And then as far as those scenes that you're talking about, the where they're laying in bed, you know, as as I said, like, I just it felt like. Almost uncomfortable to watch because of how intimate they played it. It's so, yeah, it's so it was like it was so sensual and intimate. And it was just like. But that you felt like, like you were, you like were we should not be in like, the room for this. You felt like a voyeur. Like, yeah, you just it was like, like I'm, I'm I watching. I need to leave. Yeah, I'm watching. This is like, these are the secret little moments that when like a couple gives each other a knowing look. That yeah. they, yeah. like this is, this is the, the substance behind the knowing look. That they've had these moments that only they know about. Yeah. Like that they only they've shared. And the fact that they portrayed that on screen so well that I felt uncomfortable <laughs> is just completely uh, it, like that is evidence. Exhibit A is the evidence of why these two made this film work so well. That's chemistry, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. That like, is chemistry. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Just the whole like drawing of her facial features and everything else like. Oh they, yeah, the fingertip across. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there was God. that initially, shit. and then there was like, the fucking painting of the toe, and then like it was all so zoomed in too, and it was like, stop, we are way too close for this. This is uncomfortable. This is their moment, and we are in it forcibly. Stop it. I mean, if you say stop, and I think to myself, like, like in the back of my mind, I'm like keep going though like just like well it's like yeah keep keep going like but let me like let me step out but don't don't stop on my account like, yeah just like I, by all means continue like i'm imposing here yeah I, exactly I, I let should, me I let should, me step out like i should leave here uh, but, uh, and what was so so like i just i loved like their dynamic together and also that you had a whole beginning middle and like that first half of the film would be a rom-com in any lesser hands like you would have the whole their opposites and then but they end up in a situation together and then all of a sudden you know the hiking thing happens and then that oh leads yeah, to them getting together. Oh no, the the format is like a one hundred and ten percent spot on rom com format. It's perfectly executed, and you could argue like that would be, you know, that would have been the rom com anywhere else. Like that would have been the ending, which is like oh they got together after the hiking thing, the end. You know, yeah. Um, but then they find, they find a way to bring in, like, 
that's not the question when it comes to these two. The question is about them getting together. The question is about how do they stay together? Yeah. Because once again, race is always going to be a constant presence, which is something yep. that they tell you at the very beginning and they make sure you know throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And so that's where having that be the second half and the focus there, I felt I felt like they it worked having the first half and a second half of what they were like focusing on. The first half focusing on their relationship building and the second half focusing on how they overcome the mm. racial relationship yeah. stereotypes. How they actually face life together. Exactly. And in in their case, this is life. Like this is going to be the, their life together as a couple, as a dynamic, as a duo. This is going to be at least the beginning of it, if not there for all of it, like she says. Mm-hmm. So we get an insight into that. That's yeah. a fucking relationship. This is a this is a good insight into a real relationship. They're finally painting a real relationship on screen. Yeah, I I agree, and it it works. It just it, it works. I I mean that's the thing with this whole film like it, it it feels like with a film of this quality in my opinion there should be more to talk about but it all just yeah it all just it all does it work. just works it, the, it's just the writing it, isn't anything incredible the format and the writing are are very very good they're yeah solid and they're very good at being that like they they can do it completely yeah they don't they follow the rom-com format perfectly they execute it perfectly it it all works and then we get a little added onto it with a really good job from the actors a really good mm-hmm. job of the portrayal of a relationship dynamic mm-hmm. and a really good topic of discussion about the introduction of racial stuff in a relationship as well and and the foil being perfectly timed as well in, yeah. in that, in that, you know, the the younger brother, of course, not being the obtuse one in the in the movie. Yeah, like bringing in this Fucking little brother, bringing in the the IBM as they call him, the What's ideal his name? black Do- man, Donald Donald Faison. Donald Faison's the actor. He's yeah. fantastic. But um, Scrubs, I, my man from Scrubs, <laughs> Turk and Scrubs, Turkleton. What, what his name is in the film, but. Um, his name is like, Turk. He'll always be Turk. <laughs> but having him bring in the the IBM, as I mentioned, and then like that IBM coming in right when, <laughs> right when there's the initial fight between uh, Brian and Kenya, and like just because Brian doesn't quite understand Kenya's problems and like. There isn't that understanding there. And then she helps out Blair Underwood's character. I believe his name is Mark. And then immediately Mark's just like the old black tax. Like he immediately understands her. And it's the one thing that Brian can't fulfill. He can. And so it immediately light bulbs in her head like, oh, this is the one. When it's really, no, no, no. The one thing that you wanted yeah. that, that Brian can't fulfill is what you're getting from this guy. Everything else that Brian gives you, which is what you actually love, he can't give you. And she learns that the hard way through, you know, weeks of having to deal with this boring ass. <laughs> play, trying to play golf and working side by side. And the relatable lesson in that. Is it that I, that's that's the compromise that I think we should grow up learning about? Like we always, I feel like I was always told about how important compromise is in life, especially in relationships. And it's, I think it's always phrased a little bit differently, or at least it was to me. I feel like that's that's in life. That's the form compromise needs to come in. It's not obvious compromise where you're literally like picking and choosing. 
retrospectively, if you look back, yeah, she did make a choice. But in the moment, she's finally just starting to feel she's she's feeling her heart. She's following it. And she's letting it lead her. And it happens mm-hmm. to be, like you said, telling her, look, it's okay to let this one thing go. You tried it. You pursued an option that had that as, as the priority. What was his name? Mark. That's a forgettable name. Um, yeah, so like in Mark's case, it was just the race thing. And it was something that he, you know, offered that Brian didn't. Yeah. And it it gave her the chance to prioritize and figure out, okay, is this really worth it? Is this something I'm willing to compromise on in order to get to the stuff that I actually really do love, like you said? And she realized it wasn't. Yep. You know, and, and... Yeah, that's, I, I think that's just another aspect of the film that's just done well. So Yeah, yeah, um, it's good, relatable shit. Yeah. So what do you think is the kiss of this film? Um, do we have a grand finale kiss? Yeah, technically. Because I was just going to go with their first kiss. There is a, there is a kiss uh, at the uh, community garden when they tell each other that they love each other. And then oh, she... yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the first kiss that they have the... un- under the tree is my favorite. Yeah, I would say the first kiss. And it's it's it follows the same things that I like in a kiss, where it's just it's the communication without words. Yep. Within the kiss, yep. sort of thing, where there's just the initial, the initial kiss, the initial peck, the peck. and then there's the pause, look and then there's the other. look. There's the look where it's just like I understand you've been kind of like, uh, like very back office of this so like i want to make sure you're okay yeah. with this yeah you spend a second still, studying each other yeah she's still there so then he goes back in they kiss you know a little bit more and then she finally pulls back and and then there's the whole you know don't expect this to be to go any further than here and, and then, then and, time. and then he knocks on the door and they yeah um, God, <laughs> and then the hot scenes begin, and I'm just like, oh, oh, we need to leave the room. We need to leave the room. <laughs> they got back from hiking. They got Renee, from hiking. get your shit. Get your shit. We gotta go. <laughs> we were just house sitting. We need to leave. Um, <laughs> Max, come here, boy. Come here. Oh wait. <laughs> no, yeah, can used, we talk about the, can we talk about the best character in the movie? My namesake. <laughs> Well, as far as the kiss, I would give it a. I'd give it an A minus. I loved it. As far as sitting under the tree and, you know, rained on. Oh the, yeah. Yeah, I would oh, give it an A minus. Running through the rain as it rains on you. Also, where the fuck is the rain coming from in L.A.? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you go hiking and but at and... the same time, this is all happening in February slash March. So, if like this is happening early on in the year so all right then would it be that hot what was that then would it be that hot she keeps mentioning like who who would go hiking in this heat and then it downpours it's like come on come on yeah it's plausible I mean, I guess, I guess who am I, who am I kidding? Like, I don't live there. I live in Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> the writers probably live in LA. I would hope they get it right. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, the writer of the film is from Hawaii. I, I read. Oh, so, so she, so I'm sure she knows warm, warm weather and rain. Well, 
Anyway, what grade anyway. would you give the kiss? Um, I would give it. Um, I would give it. Ooh, I would give it an A minus. I thought it was. I thought it was very good. And yeah, the whole lead up to it was great. The only I don't. I don't know why, but something about it, I just, I didn't quite buy into it right away. I think maybe my guard was up and cause they were both kind of hesitant about it and shit. And like, and then sure enough, she kind of, yeah, I think that is what it was. Cause then she kind of confirmed whatever I was feeling when she like tensed up and, and did her whole, like, this is never happening again thing. And I was like, well, I fucking knew this was coming. It was kind of like that. I think I was feeling along with the rom-com. So shit, maybe I actually should give it an A for that. Because it actually made me feel what it was supposed to do. Shit, yeah. All right, I'm going to change that grade. I'm going to take my big old red marker on that on that report paper. I'll scratch that out. Professor Lyon was wrong. It's an A. All right. <laughs> Thank you for accompanying me on that journey. Yeah, it turned the mind of Max Lyon. <laughs> um, and, you know, let, let's just keep the grading going. What verdict would you give the film? Um, I don't know if this is a Mary for me, but this is definitely a fuck. Like, this is, this is a fuck that I would be happy to continue... Um, a standing relationship with for multiple <laughs> nights. <laughs> so the initial idea that they have with the let go, let flow with the girlfriends where it's just like, you're just having fun. Yes. That's a very, yes, that's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, it was solid. I thought it was. I thought it was good because it touched on everything we've already talked about. We've touched on, or it touched on a lot of stuff. It made everything digestible and relatable. It made their relationship relatable. It made their dynamic re- relatable. It made the racial issues relatable. Um, I think a lot of it probably has to do with the age that we're at in our lives now. Like certainly if we had watched this as seniors in high school, when it came out, I guarantee you would not relate to these people at all. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, with her, with her on the verge of becoming a partner, like, yeah, like it, it, it definitely hit a lot more and it made a lot more sense now than it did when I first watched it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, uh, you know, I'll, I'll marry the film. I mean, initially yeah. when I first, when I first saw it 15 years ago, it was a fuck. It was like, that was cool. I, I could, I really liked the leads and everything else. But like now as an adult, it's just like, oh, I get a lot more of this. <laughs> like, yeah. And with everything I've learned about racial politics over the last 15 years, especially with everything that's gone on with the racial politics over the last 15 years. It just, it, it's it it's become an easier film to understand, and that's made it that made it more fun, more fun, and easier to enjoy, and yeah. just like, yeah, just like I even think about the the very first scene that they have together where they're in the Starbucks and like Matt John Starbucks, <laughs> and he's just like. You're talking to strangers to make sure that they know that you're down. Like, <laughs> like he immediately is just like, I, I can see through your bullshit. Sort of yes. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You know, and then also on top of that, they make the joke about it being a magic Johnson Starbucks. And it's just like, which is an LA centric joke that if oh you know, you God. know, sort of thing. So it's just like a lot of things that like I understood. And so I laughed at like this. Yeah. It's a Mary for me. This film is up my alley. I'm glad that I paid the extra dollar on Amazon Prime to buy it instead of rent it. So. Oh it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was an extra dollar well spent. Um, I don't know if I can marry it because of the Dodger or because of the LA thing. So you <laughs> see how synonymous I make it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that on that. Um, 
You can find our socials on Instagram at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. Uh, and then on Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod. That's B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. You can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E in Super, so S U P R Market Sweep. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Relusa88, and that's R E L U S A 88. And then Max. On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T H E period L Y O N H E A R H E A R T E D. There you go. And so, Max, it is your choice. I know that um, you spent a good 20 to 30 minutes before we started recording just trying to figure it out. Well, I was trying to decide between two, and I had come up with two options. Like, I gave myself two options this time. I was like, well, see how you feel. And now I don't want to do either of them. (laughs) Um. Well, now that you brought it up, I feel obligated to, not obligated, that that has a bad connotation. I feel, whatever, to continue the trend and just watch Last Holiday. But. Is that a rom-com? I don't, I don't know if it is. It says it's a romantic comedy drama. I have never seen it and know nothing about it. But since we mentioned it today on the episode and it also came out the same year, I was considering it. Well, it says, yeah, it says romantic comedy drama. Should we do that? I guess we're doing it. Let's do so, it. So, <laughs> Roger Ebert mentioned it. Uh, it came out uh, January 13th of 2006. So, it came out literally like two weeks before this one. Yeah. So, there you go. Well, then that's what we'll do. So, we're watching Last Holiday next week. Uh, the Queen Latifah LL Cool J vehicle. Hello, so, Cool J, man. Ladies love Cool James, so I hear. So, um, <laughs> until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all, and we will catch you later. Peace. Love you guys.